Welcome to TV7 Israel's podcast. We invite you to listen and share our latest content from Israel and the region. Shalom, this is TV7's Times Observer, and joining me here in the studio is my dear brother in Christ and friend, Amir Tzalfati. Amir, how are you today? Shalom, I'm very good, thank it's you. It's good to see you here after, of course, having all those issues, <laughs> and God is good. Yes. He is our, Amen. our healer. Yes. How about we open today's program yes. in Let's prayer? Yes, let's do that, yes. Father, we thank you so much that uh, you are the beginning and the end, the Alpha and the Omega, that you have created everything. Everything is done by your word and you set and you sent your word. And uh, we know that 2000 years ago, you uh, paid the full price for all of us to now walk by your grace uh, and not by anything that we've done, we do or we can ever do in the future. Father, we ask now that this program will give glory to your name and will help comforting and encouraging people, your people all around the world. We ask that in the name of Yeshua. Amen. 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 All right, Amir, how about we uh, start with a short psalm, then dive into uh, a little bit of more reading and then discuss also some developments that occurred uh, in uh, recent weeks, Mm -hmm. recent days. We'll start with Psalm 122, if uh, all of you at home will join us. And I'll start in Hebrew, if no you problem. may follow up in English. Yerushalayim <laughs> כי שמה ישבו כסאות למשפט, כסאות לבית דוד, שאלו שלום ירושלים, ישליו אוהבייך, יהי שלום בחילייך, שלווה בארמונותייך, למען אחי ורעי אדברה נא שלום בך, למען בית אדוני אלוהינו אבקשה טוב לך. A song of a sense of David. I was glad when they said to me, let us go up into the house of the Lord. Our feet have been standing within your gates, O Jerusalem. Jerusalem is built as a city that is compact together, where the tribes go up, the tribes of the Lord, to the testimony of Israel, to give thanks to the name of the Lord. For thrones are set there for judgment, the thrones of the house of David. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. May they prosper who love you. Peace. Be within your walls, prosperity within your palaces. For the sake of my brethren and companions, I will now say, Peace be within you. Because of the house of the Lord our God, I will seek your good. Amen. Amen. I mean, I'd like to ask you about verse 4. Mm-hmm. ששם עלו שבטים שבטי יא עדות לישראל להודות לשם אדוני. To which the tribes go up, even the tribes of the Lord, as an ordinance for Israel. Now, in Hebrew it says, where the tribes of the Lord are a witness to Israel. What does it mean? Is this a reference to the tribes of the world? 
all the people who believe in the Lord, who go up as uh, the the tribes of the Lord to witness to Israel. Or? This, yeah, this this psalm is is a it has dual meaning. It is talking about the fact that the tribes of the Lord went up there, and it was a testimony to Israel, which means that as the tribe go up, all of Israel even then could see that there is one God and he is dwelling among his people then as much as he is now. However, as you said, as you implied, there is also a prophetic meaning in the future for that. And that one can be seen in Zechariah chapter 14. In Zechariah chapter 14, at the end of this, what we know, uh, what we know as Armageddon War, it says that all the nations that will be that will survive that war will have to go to Jerusalem every year and celebrate the Feast of Tabernacles, which means if Egypt will not do that, Egypt will not enjoy the blessing. If others will not, that means that what Israel did as a testimony then is now going to become a, 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 a journey and a, a, a practice of all the nations during the millennial kingdom when Christ himself will sit on the throne of David and reign from Jerusalem. So, as you, as you said, it was a, it's, it's definitely past, but it's also a wonderful projector over mm. a wonderful future event. Again, Zechariah 14, the last few verses, this is how the book of Zechariah ends up, basically. Amen. Mm-hmm. Let's go to the chapter that brought you to faith. Yes. The one that uh, provided you the seed Correct. to manifest into a revelation. Mm-hmm. And that is Isaiah 53. Yes. How about uh, you wanted to start actually earlier? Yes. I, verse uh, 13 or 52? Correct. Uh, the book of Isaiah, uh, of course, is, is a beautiful a beautiful prophetic book, but it, when we you, we want to talk about Jesus, Yeshua, here in that amazing chapter, we will do wrong if we don't start in verse 13 of Isaiah 52. He says, Behold, my servant shall deal prudently. He shall be exalted and extolled and be very high, just as many were astonished at you, so his visage was marred more than any man, and his form more than the sons of men. So shall he sprinkle many nations. Kings shall shut their mouth at him. For what had not been told them, they shall see. And what had not heard, they shall consider. Who has believed our report? And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant, and as a root out of dry ground. He has no form of comeliness, and when we see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. And this is verses 1 and 2 that you wanted uh, to talk about. And this is, this is amazing. You know, I, uh, the reason why I started verse 13, it's literally an amazing picture of the crucifixion itself as he was exalted and was lifted uh, high. But also, uh, we are looking at someone that uh, does not have beauty and we did not, the people did not desire him for a carnal beauty. Mm. Um, 
and uh, how detached from the 21st century it's it's amazing it's it's quite amazing to, nowadays uh, you know i'm i'm watching politicians and when they when i know how do i know that they are planning on running for office you can see how they start losing weight and mm. and you know trying to you can clearly see that the the the, the outer appearance is part of the ticket of of, of leaders nowadays whereas uh, and, and by the way, that's the, the way of man. I mean, it's not something new. You go back to the time of David and Samuel, and when the prophet Samuel was on his way to anoint David as a king, he didn't know who he's going to be. He was, you know, going to Jesse's house to try to find it. And, and God spoke to him in First King chapter 16, and he said, do not look at the appearance of and at the physical stature, because I have refused him. For the Lord does not see a man what as man sees. For man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. Praise God. This is amazing, and that's uh, you know for for Yeshua to to not only surrender himself and. Uh, not to exalt himself, but actually to empty himself mm. from what he was and to come and to take upon himself the, 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 the title of a servant is it phenomenal. It's Indeed. phenomenal. And I, I do believe, however, that whatever is in our heart ultimately is projected also outside. Absolutely. And that is through the love amongst us, mm-hmm. everybody will recognize us, yeah. that we will do God's works not because we have to, but because we want to. It's part of our nature. It's part of exactly. us wanting to be part of uh, the vineyard yes. uh, in all what it also entails. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about current affairs, and, mm-hmm. uh, the latest developments. Exactly a, a week ago, uh, when uh, Israeli Prime Minister Naftali Bennett returned from the Russian resorts uh, of Sochi in the Black Sea after a five-hour meeting with Russian President Vladimir Putin, he declared on the uh, opening remarks, on his opening remarks to the cabinet meeting here in Jerusalem, that our neighbor to the north is Russia. Correct. Not Syria, not Lebanon, it's Russia. Why? It's undeniable. Moscow's influence over Damascus is absolute. It's comprehensive to the point that nothing happens in Damascus without the consent of Moscow. Absolutely. What can you tell us? I, first of all, Bennett knows exactly what he's talking about because it has been so for the longest time. And when you see Russian flags and Russian troops and Russian planes and Russian air defense systems... Russian naval bases and Russian air bases, you know that Russia is there. But also, I think that he, he said, not only our neighbor, but our neighbor in the north. And the reason why it's, I find it very interesting is when we look at the war of Ezekiel, you see that it will come from the north. And when we, when we examine the players in that war, we conclude also that Rosh and Meshach and Tuval, it is indeed Russia. And it will, and the Bible says that the Lord will put a hook in the jaw and bring them all the way down. So they are already down and they're already there. They're already, I believe that the leaders of the world, many times, most times, if not all times, they don't know the future. They play the game as they see fit 
at the moment, God knows the future. You see, God told us the end from the beginning because he's seen it all. He's above time. He's outside of time. He can see it. Russia is Israel's neighbor from the north at the moment. But the, the day will come when the interest of Russia will fit more to come against rather than to take the side of Israel. And we'll see it happening. And all the cards are already on the table. It's just that many of these leaders can't read them yet. Indeed. With that being said, of course, Russia is currently in loggerheads with Europe mm-hmm. and with the West on specifically Correct. gas-related mm-hmm. issues, energy-related issues. Uh, and uh, we heard earlier this month also Russian President Vladimir Putin speaking about unless Nord Stream 2 is approved, the quantities of, of energy, uh, of ga- natural gas supplies that will be delivered to Europe would be limited. Now, ultimately, this will cause plenty of consequences yeah. beyond what we see right now, which would have far-reaching consequences for multiple European nations. Now, an alter- alternative, if you will, uh, means of uh, breaking that leverage would be to establish the direct pipeline, uh, which already is as part of the uh, East Med Forum, uh, which Israel already signed together uh, for the construction of the sub-maritime uh, uh, pipeline, Israel, mm-hmm. Cyprus, and then Greece in into Europe. Also, Italy is part of it. The East Med Forum is also France has uh, partaken uh, in this uh, endeavor. But we see that there is an increase of tensions once again from the Turkish side, nonetheless, sending the Rukreis survey vessel to the Eastern Mediterranean to establish uh, various uh, seismic uh, exploration in areas disputed with Greece. How is that actually taking form, considering that suddenly... Russia has an interest to obstruct certain elements of Israeli cooperation with Greece and yes. Cyprus. Well, I personally believe that it is the energy, namely natural gas, that is the hook in the jaw of Russia to bring about the conflict that we are going to see in the future. I believe that Israel today, uh, and you know and I know, of course you know, that uh, Egypt wants another gas pipe with Israel, and the reason is very simple. Uh, We are almost eight times cheaper than the gas now in Europe. And obviously, it makes more sense to get gas from Israel than from anyone else. And right now, a lot of people wish they had gas pipe from Israel all the way to where they are because they would have paid way less than what they are paying right now. Listen, uh, OPEC is coming back to life. Prices are being manipulated by, hey, if you don't let me do this, as you just said, you won't have enough, you don't have enough, the price goes up. It's all- The extortion is widespread. Absolutely, you know. absolutely. And so it it would have been great if they uh, went to what, what you uh, talked about as the East Med uh, pipe. But of course, Turkey would not want to see Israel rising and- uh, and, and, and the region without Turkey's part of it. Russia is not interested in having any Ukrainian uh, uh, involvement in its gas pipe. And so 
the tension is going to rise, the hook is in the jaw, and we're going to see how it's going to develop. But biblically, biblically we see it. If we look at, you know, we always need to zoom out. Of course, right. Spain, the, the major pipeline entering Spain, which is also a significant contributor mm -hmm. to Europe, uh, from Morocco is also going to close uh, uh, in the next several mm -hmm. weeks. So there is going to be a ramping up of a lot of pressure Absolutely. on Europe, consequently also on the United States, on Canada and mm -hmm. other nations that are like-minded, quote-unquote, yes. uh, with uh, the Western Hemisphere. But uh, if we really look, again, turn our eyes towards Lebanon this time, mm. we see uh, Hezbollah speaking about the energy. Israel just provided the United States with rights of exploration in certain areas. And uh, a week and a day ago, <clears throat> excuse me, we saw Hezbollah threatening both Israel and the United States that if the exploration includes uh, the section that is disputed with Lebanon, oh, wide-scale war will break out. I don't know the audacity which brought about this uh, threat, but... Um, but at the same time, they bring they bring gasoline and they it's election year. You know, they have to, you know, put some gas in some power plants and some uh, water pumps uh, across the country. So people will like them. Look, Hezbollah is playing with fire, but Hezbollah is not that uh, stupid. I think Hezbollah knows that they have to control the fire because if it explodes, it will burn them as well. At this point, even Iran thinks that it's it's not the time to, you know, to call off the game and to go an all-out war because uh, you and I know the Israeli plans are to be much tougher this time than they were before. I'm wary of the consequences of Correct. such a reality. Uh, it will mean also se severe consequences here in Israel. Absolutely. With that being said, uh, I do hear more and more people in the rooms of power, let's call it that way, here in Jerusalem, um, becoming more and more vocal about the need of dealing with Hezbollah now. Let's do it on our premise yeah. uh, and not on that of their own. Uh, and this will have far-reaching consequences, not only for Israel, but for the entire region. In such a, a likely reality, and I'm, I'm emphasizing likely, do you see this drawing in multiple nations that would have otherwise mm. been reluctant of doing so? It could be. Um, I just heard Vladimir Putin says that Hezbollah is actually an important player in, the, in, in Lebanon, and he actually almost backed them up uh, politically. So it would, it would really harm Russia's interest, Iran's interest, and, and I guess uh, the, the, the whole scenario of a regional war uh, is, is very much possible as a result of uh, dealing with Hezbollah first. Mm -hmm. And I think that everybody knows that. And maybe even that why, that's why Putin released that statement. He doesn't, he, all he wants right now is quiet Syria in the region so he can finally reap the fruits of all of his efforts in the last almost eight years there. Um, the last thing he wants is another regional war in that same area. And so I truly believe that um, it's not a coincidence that he released that statement just about the, when the Israeli Prime Minister was coming to visit him. I think that 
it has the potential of a far greater explosion. But if Israel will choose to do that, then that that war will come faster than we think. Mm-hmm. Let's move to the northern part of Syria, uh, in the area of Al Abiyad, uh, where a rally point has been set for all Turkish-backed militias mm-hmm. uh, to enter and uh, to amass troops, including significant reinforcements of the Turkish armed forces, with a declared goal. Um, offensive invasion, uh, an operation uh, with uh, probably a peaceful title, uh, but uh, less so a peaceful nature, uh, with intent of widening a certain security corridor on the Mm. southern uh, or the northern border of Syria, as it's not within Turkey. How do you see this? Uh, We're seeing more rhetoric coming out of multiple Um, holes of power, capitals throughout the region with regard to Syria. Uh, What can you tell us about that? I I think that uh, Turkey is frustrated because the coffins with dead Turkish soldiers come back home almost every week now from that area. And I think also there's some horrific, horrific scenes of almost something that I would consider as a genocide as as what happened a few days ago in Ariha over there in Idlib uh, enclave. And the reason I'm saying that is Turkey is holding itself as the defender of the Sunnis in northern Syria. And when they see all of that, they at least in the statement level, they cannot stay quiet. Whether they're going to go all the way or not, it up, it's up to what them and the Russians eventually decide. But the, the the footage that I saw, I couldn't sleep after what I saw. I mean, it was it was horrific. The Assad regime could care less about any ceasefire agreement with Turkey uh, in the, about the, that northern part, and Turkish soldiers pay with their life as well as ho- uh, civilians. And um, I saw pictures of uh, school kids. I mean, on the floor, one of them lost his arm and leg, and he's crawling out of that area with their school bags. I could not sleep that night from that. My point is, whether Turkey does it or not, I'm not sure, but Turkey has to say that it it, it is going to, because nobody can stay quiet in this, uh, in this, in the light, in light of all of it. And it's very interesting that we don't see any international condemnation to what is going on there. And uh, if it would have happened here, you and I know that the whole world would Clearly. come against. But there is a horrible conflict and civilians, in particular women and children, are paying the price for it. Well, considering the fact that the Hayal Sham, or whatever they may be called today, uh, are controlling the territory and are oppressing anyone in their way, which is an organization comprised basically between Al-Qaeda and uh, the Islamic State, connected into one with uh, the field commander of Adha Wahiri, the leader of Al-Qaeda today, who replaced bin Laden, uh, commanding those forces in Idlib. Of course, uh, there are atrocities committed on both ends of that area. But the difference between Idlib and Syria to uh, the reality here in Israel is Syria is not the representative of God's prophecies coming to reality in today's mm-hmm. age, the 21st and 20th century, having Israel 
incepted uh, is uh, a miracle coming to life. And I believe that it's as much a spiritual warfare that then triggers so much backlash uh, in comparison, of course, to what's uh, happening in Syria, mm. which is atrocious uh, uh, with uh, emphasis on that. Uh, Amil, we're drawing near to the end of this program today. What do you see at this stage uh, that we as believers should pray for? Mm. Where should we yeah. stand Yes. with Jerusalem? How can we ask for the peace of Jerusalem if we don't know what to pray for? I want to uh, tell people about your new platform of Europa Stands uh, if they haven't seen it yet. And the, and the reason why I'm saying that is because this is the voice of conservatism in Europe, which is being kind of lost with all the progressive liberal left-wing uh, regimes that are uh, taking advantage of some political, um, uh, you know, constellations in the Czech Republic, now in Hungary and other places. And it seems like one one conservative government after another is falling. And, uh, you know, I, I see that this is a trend all around the world. And I also, I think that uh, what we need to pray is that, you know, until we are out of here, we must Remember, the days are evil and we have to, you know, the, the Bible in the book of Ephesians in chapter 5, verse 15, it says, See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. So evil is rampant all around, but we have to be very careful, very wise, circumspectly. We need to walk in a way, not as fools, as wise. And we also know that there's going to be a lot of dark things all around us. And the Bible says uh, to um, in, in the same chapter, if you go back in verse 10, he says, finding out what is acceptable to the Lord and uh, have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. Amen. So, Amen. Well, we're working to expose them, definitely, with the Europa Stands. And, uh, of course, there is also the new program that TV7 is launching for the Great Power Competition, or Strategic Competition, as we call it. Powers in Play will air, actually, or aired last Friday for the first time. Uh, so, praise God. The Lord is guiding us, all of us, and we're... Uh, Trying to do what is good in his sight. But this is uh, all the time that we have for today, Amir. Uh, I very much appreciate you coming here. And you know what? May we join together just in one sentence of prayer to pray for the health of Amir, that his uh, back will not need surgery. Uh, So, Father Lord, we come together here from all over the world just to pray for Amir, that you will heal his back in the name of Yeshua. Mm. We thank you, Father. Thank you so much, Amir, and thank you to our viewers as well. May the Lord bless you. Shalom. Until next time. Thank you for joining us in another TV7 Israel podcast. For more content, visit our website at tv7israelnews.com or follow us on social media.